If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or tablet. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listen- listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, so I thought that I would have a discussion or talk, even though I realize right now in the beginning of the podcasts that it's just me talking. Um, I'm hoping to move that soon to a group format where there are maybe a few of us talking um, for you to listen to. Um, But I wanted to talk about this Bernie as a socialist um, concept. And so there are people... You know, certainly on the center and right of the American um, political spectrum who call Bernie a socialist. And he calls himself a socialist. Um, A democratic socialist. Um, And so then there are those on the left and the far left of the American political spectrum who say, no, Bernie's not a socialist at all. He's a social democrat. So what does all of this mean, and does it matter? And so, in my opinion, I think, you know, so first of all, if you look at the various definitions of socialism, um, and there are many, um, but for example, just if you have time, some time in your bored and you're, you know, waiting in line or something, pull out your phone and go to Wikipedia and look up socialism. Um, And so, you know, there are different flavors of socialism, and so certainly some of the um, governments that have implemented socialism in the past and there are some current governments who call themselves socialist, are what I call old-school socialism. So that's socialism where, you know, it's it's, uh, the, the state and the economy is very centrally controlled, um, and manipulated by a central state government authority. Um, and some of the things that we see in those governments, you know, past or current, is that for a host of reasons, those governments also tend to have had kind of military dictator type um, leaders. Um, So I think, you know, um, 
And I won't get into the differences between socialism and communism because that exists too, but for right now I'll just use the broad label socialist. Um, so, you know, people think of Cuba, people think of Venezuela, people think of Vietnam, people think of um, China, did I say North Korea? Yeah, so... Um, I, you know, I, I, I would argue that uh, China, for example, is no longer a socialist or communist, even though they still have the Central Communist Party. But, I mean, they're very capitalistic um, in the sense of how they mm, participate in capitalist economies. Um, and how they run their own economy is, is quite capitalist. I mean, it has some you know, centrally planned, government-controlled aspects to the economy, but it's mm, not really. So, <clears throat> there, you know, and so I've seen, you know, here in the United States, I've, I've seen, and there's actually a meme that, that floats around on Facebook and Twitter um, pretty frequently um, about, you know, Democratic socialism is not Marxism, for example. So, <clears throat> that's not really true. <laughs> so, Marx being a founder of socialism, um, you can't really be a socialist without also being Marxist. Maybe in the same way that you can't be a Christian without believing in Christ. Um, they're inextricably linked. Um, so, I think, you know, as far as, so for, with Bernie, for example. So, okay, so then we have, so we have socialism. And then, you know, socialism is a different type of economic model. And so people in the United States who, you know, maybe through no fault of their own because, you know, socialism and Marxism is not really taught um, in American schools. Um, and really even at university, unless you're, you know, specifically um, choosing uh, to take courses in that. Um People think that a free market is what capitalism is, um, and that if you are a socialist, you don't believe in markets, and that's absolutely false. So markets exist in every economic model that I can think of. So. Um, even pre-capitalism, so feudalism, pre-socialism, you know, feudalism in the feudalist model, economic model, there were markets, you know, so agrarian <clears throat> markets, you know, people bringing bread, fruit, vegetables, clothing, you know, whatever, to the town square market. And selling it or trading it or, you know, whatever it was. 
Um, and so markets also exist in a socialist economy as a way of exchanging goods. Um, except in a socialist economy, the what makes an economy socialist is that the people, the workers, control the means of production. Whereas in a capitalist economy, the capitalists, the, you know, the bajillionaires, the, you know, the Bill Gates, the Jeff Bezos, the Michael Bloomberg's, the, the oligarchs, um, control production. Um, and the profits from those markets are not very equally distributed, um, which is why we have, you know, the, the level of uh, wealth and asset inequality that we do, um, both in the United States and worldwide. Um, I believe as far as major democracies go, I mean, I think here in the United States, our level of wealth and income inequality is much higher than in some, you know, so for example, in Europe. Um, so a social democrat or social democracy is capitalist, but where regulations, heavily regulated capitalist economy is the solution. Um, so for example, if you look at the Nordic model, uh, which Bernie Sanders talks about a lot. So, you know, Denmark, uh, you know, Norway, Sweden, etc., Finland, maybe, um, the, it's a capitalist economy, but <coughs> social Democrats have built in lots of regulation, heavy regulation, and also heavy taxation to try and rein in the capitalists, the, the oligarchs, um, and to try to have a more equal, although it's still unequal, um, but a more equal distribution of wealth and assets in the society. Um, so some people argue, as I mentioned earlier, that Bernie is not a socialist and that he's a social democrat. I think going back and looking at Bernie's history from the time that he was at the University of Chicago, uh, you know, I can't remember the names of the clubs at the time that he was a member of, but certainly, I mean, in, in the 60s, he was considered, you know, by himself and both, you know, and by the public to be a radical socialist. And so I think, you know, going, you know, as far as what I can tell, kind of following Bernie and his, in his life that, you know, when he moved to Vermont and then, you know, ran for mayor of Burlington in Vermont, that he was still very much a socialist. Um, I think when he, you know, once he became mayor of Vermont and then certainly once he won uh, his congressional seat in the House in Washington, D.C., representing Vermont, he, 
you know, maybe through no fault of his own, but by being surrounded by the establishment and, uh, you know, millionaires and billionaires, um, and capitalists, um, I think he, you know, he, his ideology has kind of morphed into democratic socialism slash social democracy. So I think if I, you know, and the, and this is, you know, Bernie has never, I don't think, explained this in great de- detail publicly, but I'm kind of guessing that he sees social democracy and regulation and, um, you know, kind of a welfare state as being a necessary step, a transitional step to or toward a socialist economy. I mean, both here locally in the United States and globally. And so I, th- I think he sees it as kind of stair steps like social democracy toward socialism. Um, I think, you know, Bernie certainly supports social democratic concepts, uh, welfare state, regulating industries. Um, but at the same time, he also supports socialist principles. So for example, um, public ownership of, or, you know, public slash state ownership of things like utilities, you know, electricity. Um, I think he's proposed a publicly owned national broadband internet service, um, telephone service, you know, things, you know, everyday things that everybody needs and uses. Um, He also is a big fan of co-ops where workers are part owners of the business that they work for um, and share in those profits and decision-making management. Um, He also is a proponent of something that currently happens in Europe, um, especially in Germany, where for major, major corporations, I think Bernie is proposing any corporation in the United States that makes $100 million or more, that a certain percentage of its board of directors has to be workers. Um, You know, moving toward uh, a cooperative model of eventual worker ownership of production, you know, whether that's goods, services, um, whatever it may be. And so I think that, um, some on the, you know, on the far left say, you know, in in, in a criticizing way, say Bernie is not a socialist. He's a social Democrat. Um, I don't think that's true. I I think that he's a hybrid of both. Um, And so on the socialist side of things, myself being socialist, by the way, uh, a democratic eco-socialist is 
the label that I use if I have to use one. Um, you know, some socialists, um, both inside and outside the U.S., are what's called revolutionary socialists, where they, they believe that the only way to get us out of a capitalist economy into a socialist economy is through actual revolution. Um, not the political revolution that Bernie talks about, but actual, uh, you know, physical revolutions, you know, maybe with some violence or, you know, overthrowing governments or, you know, whatever that may be, right? Um, and some of those things have various labels on the socialist side for historical reasons. You know, there are Trotskyists and, you know, um, Leninists and, you know, all, you know, diff different subdivisions of socialists. Um, certainly all of us are, at least to some extent, Marxist. Um, you can't really be a socialist or even a democratic socialist without believing in Karl Marx. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything that Karl Marx said and wrote, but I think uh, it's a it's a it's a core. You know, it's 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 at the core of socialism. Marxism. Um, so I think that in my mind, um, I'm totally fine with Bernie being, you know, labeling himself a democratic socialist while having social democratic tendencies as well. I, you know, personally, I, you know, in my younger years, maybe I, I would have considered myself a revolutionary socialist, you know, fuck the system, overturn it all, you know, rebellious kind of stuff. Um, as I think as I've aged, and maybe this is similar as Bernie has aged, I see that as being not probable. Um, and I, you know, because especially now, you know, after the 90s and the internet um, and kind of this global interconnectedness of economies worldwide, you know, there's there's not really a way that I can see that we could overnight, or even in a year, or even in 10 years, flip a switch and go from having a cap, you know, capitalist economies interconnected into a global capitalist economy, and switching that into a global socialist economy with individual, national, or regional socialist economies. I think that it has to be done in stair steps just because of the sheer interconnected, you know, everything's connected together, right? Central banks, currencies, um, all of that. And so I think, you know, some of us, the, you know, utopian socialists, I mean, we can think about, you know, the, maybe those of us who are, you know, my age or older, um, generation Xers, or maybe even some millennials, you know, but with, um, science fiction. And so for example, Star Trek, you know, um, where it, you know, in the, in the 
stories of Star Trek, there's not really, money doesn't really exist. Um, and goods are just, you know, everybody gets what they need. You know, you need food, you press the button on the replicator and it pops out. Um, you know, you need a part for the spaceship, well, you just order it and they replicate it or build it or whatever. Um, and so I think, you know, some of the terms that are happening on the left and that are being used by socialists, um, not just in the United States, but worldwide, is this concept of a solidarity economy or a um, resource sharing economy. So one of the things that has happened in, in capitalism, or if we want to call it casino capitalism, as it's practiced here in the United States, um, for the past 30-some years, maybe longer, there has been this austerity economy. So lavish everything for the 1%, but for the rest of us, for the 99%, austerity. And this fake um, concept, the lie, that, oh, there's not enough, there's not enough of this to go around, so you, you know, you can only have a little bit, you know, whether that's food, um, you know, gasoline, electricity, diamonds, you know, whatever it may be, right? There's this, you know, the, the capitalists and the 1% try to tell those of us underneath them that, oh, um, there's not enough to go around. <clears throat> and then they divide us up, and then they get us to fight against one another, right? So if you think of a, a pie, a round pie, and slices of the pie, you know, they have 99% of the pie, we have a tiny little sliver, and then they're telling us that, oh, those people are trying to grab the pie, you know, the immigrants or the, <coughs> you know, people of color or immigrants or Latinos or Asians or gay people or LGBT people or trans people or, you know, they always try to pit um, the people in the 99% against one another to, to fight over the crumbs that, that they have left because they've stolen 99% of the pie. Um, and, and it's a, it's fake news because there is an abundance of everything. I mean, there's abundance of air, there's an abundance of water. Now we could argue with climate change that those things are getting dirtier and over time having access to clean water, well already with clean water in some places, um, in even clean air, but there, you know, there's lots of air and water to go around, right? So in my lifetime, for example, the population of the planet has gone from I think when I was a teenager in the 80s, from three point something billion to it's doubled, and I think we're now approaching eight billion people on the planet. And so some people, you know, the rich, the uber wealthy, will say, oh, 
you know, there's 8 billion people on the planet, you know, ooh, we've got to be careful, you know, we can only give you this much, we can only give you a crumb, you know, or we can only pay women 75 cents on the dollar because, ooh, there's not enough to go around. It's a lie. So I think, you know, with Bernie, he's um, certainly, well, certainly in the past four or five years, I mean, he has expanded in the United States, the Overton window, which is, you know, um, a term that's used to apply to, you know, what, what is the spectrum of things that are kind of acceptable concepts in everyday conversation, right? Um, so, you know, even now, right, he talks about universal health care and he uses Medicare for all, you know, even four years ago, that was considered a radical concept, even though most other nations in the world have had some form of universal health care for decades. Um, and um, so he's, he's been able to expand the Overton window so that we can talk about things like, you know, $15 an hour or a living wage, or um, we can talk about things, you know, that exist already, for example, in Europe, you know, free or low cost uh, tuition to public universities, colleges, trade schools, things like that. Um, so I think that we, Bernie is a democratic socialist, um, but he's not just a democratic, I mean, he's a democratic socialist who also has social democratic ideas. Um, you know, we could argue forever about whether he's, you know, 50% democratic socialist, 50% social democrat, or 80, you know, 20 or 60, 40 or whatever. But I, but it doesn't matter because, you know, what he believes in is solidarity and what he believes in is the 99%. And certainly you could argue that even if some of his policies are welfare statish or um, social democrat-like, as opposed to being more democratic socialist, that that's still a huge improvement over certainly what we know in the United States right now. So I think it's a, you know, to me, I, you know, I respect everyone's opinion, but to me, it's, it's a, it's a moot point. Um, labels are confusing. And I think that we just have to accept Bernie for who he is. And, you know, I would encourage people who, both who consider themselves socialists, um, to support and work with Bernie and our movement. And I would also say that people who don't consider themselves to be socialist, but who believe in some or all of Bernie's agenda um, from a social democratic viewpoint, um, I think we can all work together. 
um, and still disagree on, you know, some of the finer points, right, about whether the overall economic model should remain capitalist with heavy regulation or whether it should, you know, um, convert or evolve to an actual socialist model. Um, So I just wanted to put a few thoughts out there about that, and um, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, But I think what, you know, whatever we all think, I think we just have to work together um, to make improvements and, you know, let's, let's work together on the things that we agree on, the things that we disagree on. We can just keep talking about until maybe we get to a point where we agree. Um, so anyways, just wanted to add those thoughts over and out the anonymous socialist.